Welcome back to Bottled Water, everybody. This is the second Bottled Water podcast of the weekend, and I got another one coming up tomorrow morning at 11 Central Time. But today we're here with Steph from UAP Experiencer. Steph, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took us a while to make it happen because I don't, you know, check my Instagram. <laughs> That's okay. We all have our forums that we prefer, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, some are some are more drawn towards Twitter. I get it, but yeah, I love I love everything that you're doing, especially with the paranormal. Um, Thank you. Side of things. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks. So why don't you tell everybody what you got coming up? So, well, um, I'm Steph from UAP Experiencers, and I begin that I began that journey, excuse me, uh, about a year ago. Um, I did have an experience of my own, including my sister, my mother, and my brother. Um, that's actually going to be airing fairly soon on the Disclosure Team's channel, which will include my sister and my mom's account. Um, but yeah, that brought me into building a platform for other experiencers. So, you know, a lot more people are coming forth now that the news has started to accept this and make it more normalized. And, um, it's being actualized also by showing these military flare videos, um, multi-vetted videos where it actually does make people realize that we are being visited by other craft that are not from here. So, you know, yeah. So it's just, it's really an exciting time for all of us to be on board with this. And I just felt this nudge in me to, to begin it. So here I am now talking to you and I'd love to chime in more on, you know, what you do for the community. And, you know, I know you, you serve for our country. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So you, you, Kind of, you talked about how you and your sister and your mom had this experience. Do you want to kind of talk about what that was and what happened? Yes. So it was back in about 1985. And I do want to expound on the fact that my family was involved in the aerospace business. Mm -hmm. And we did, we were contractor, military contractors. So we were with Lockheed, Boeing, Northrop. Uh-oh. She froze. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. Let's see if that works. Technical difficulties. They always happen. Um... That's between... Now, was that cut out or should I? Should that I... was cut out. Yeah. Okay. It... No, no problem. No problem. So, okay. And th- those things happen too, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But so basically my sister, my mom and I, and my brother was in the car as well, um, all witnessed a craft and we could tell the difference between an airplane, a helicopter, a stealth bomber, a, what have you at a very young age because our family was in the aerospace business. Mm -hmm. So I just really want to expound on that fact because we were kids and we were young and, you know, we, we knew that what we were witnessing was not from here. So yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. I mean, when you were, when you were say six or seven, would you would know what a helicopter was? Oh yeah. I mean, it has blades, there's noise. It's 
makes that sound, the chopping sound. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've been on a helicopter myself. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that you definitely know. Okay. If something that, well, I'll get to that point. So <laughs> there's hovering involved. Yeah. Um, so pretty much we were leaving my grandparents. Uh, it was a ranch. It was a bad, uh, sorry about that. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, actually my alarm to snooze to come and talk to you. Oh, here I am. So, <laughs> look, we're humans, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not an alien. We just confirmed it. Not Elon Musk. <laughs> I had a malfunction. <laughs> So essentially we we were leaving our the ranch. It was mm -hmm. very dark. It was around nine o'clock at night. So we just finished dinner with the grandparents. You know, she she didn't plug any mushrooms or anything into our pasta <laughs> that night, you know. <laughs> so we were all, you know, clearly clear-minded. You know, we knew we knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we left. Um, and I, I feel that that's important for your audience to know as well. Um, as soon as we left, my mom had noticed that there was something in her rearview mirror on the driver's yeah. side. Okay. I also want to make this point. She mentioned she had seen a craft back in the 70s as well. Okay. And I have not mentioned that mm -hmm. because... I, oh my gosh. Hi, Amy. I love you too. You're, you're awesome. You're so, you're so awesome. I, I, I wish that the audio were better when we were on the floor, Amy. And I was nervous too. So oh, yeah. dusting off the cobwebs. <laughs> um, so sh they do say that these crafts do revisit their, you know, the people that they, they, they come to see. Yes. So if anybody wants to take some of that information away, that that also is very intriguing to me. I'm I'm going, well, maybe they came back to visit my mom from the 70s. I don't know. But what we saw was uh first off, I feel like I remember feeling it, that presence. And that's why I had asked you that question in our first conversation. Did you mm -hmm. feel a presence of something without seeing this craft? Right, like a excuse me, excuse no me like a need to look up or like something just saying i should look up like that it, kind of thing exactly that's how it felt it felt like there's there's something here you can feel mm -hmm. so my mom did see something in her rearview mirror and we had turned onto a street and in an attempt for her to almost go away from whatever this thing was. Okay. So this is, this is in the eighties. We, again, you know, I, I, it's been a minute, but I've been collecting this data for a couple of years now. So it's all kind of making sense and coming together with all, all of our accounts. So when you guys do see this on disclosure team, it's, it's going to be um, pretty much the same event with yeah. other variations because you have it being told by my mother and my sister and my brother did pass away in 2018. So wow. anyhow, yeah. So, so she had turned on down a street. We went about, I would say two blocks, two city mm -hmm. blocks. Oh, you froze again.
Just give it a second and it'll come back. Okay, she's going to reconnect. <coughs> telling you, this is... The aliens know she's telling her story, so they're messing with the Wi-Fi. That, there we go. Telling you it's the aliens. I'm t I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> Every time you start to, to tell the story, it freezes. Yeah, they don't, they don't want people to know. You know, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you need to, are we, we're still live with your audience? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good, good. Sorry, guys. Aliens. Beings. Beings. <laughs> yes, beings. We'll use interdimensional or extra dimensional or. P PC. PC. We got to, we, we, not PC. We got, we just got to be right. We got to, we need to right. speak pro properly here. <laughs> so the craft ends up almost reappearing in the ravine area. Mm -hmm. And I've heard this also where they're, you know, just moving miles and then all of a sudden appearing. So this yeah. interdimensional type, you know, transportation, which makes sense. And two blocks isn't that far, clearly. But when we arrived at the ravine, the craft was also there. Okay. And it was hovering. Mm -hmm. It was hovering and following our car. So if, as a child, I was excited. I was yeah. like, we're on a ride at Disneyland. This is Tron. I'm like seeing something super cool. And I didn't know what the heck it was. Mm -hmm. My sister's two years older than me. So she understands fear, right? Yeah. She was, she was crouching down next to me, afraid of this object that's behind us mm -hmm. and at this time we had i i've i've actually gotten to tell my incident a few times so i don't want your your viewers to miss out on anything but my sister and i took off our seatbelts we spun around mm -hmm. turned on the back of the cadillac and we peered out the window so right. this is how we're viewing it at this yeah. moment my brother attempted to roll down the window to look at it and my mom i know it was like the 80s it was He's probably yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is cool. What is this thing? Uh, my mom yelled at him, Brian, roll up, roll up the window, roll up the window. And, uh, you know, he and he did. And uh, I can expound later on my brother as well, because he did suffer from some ailments that could be connected to this situation. I'm wow. not sure yet. I'm still waiting on a couple of things that I am trying to figure out before I disclose them myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, but my, my sister and I had the best vantage point since we were in the back and this craft was now hovering behind us. Yeah. Um, very, very close proximity to us. I would say for most viewers to understand like far, as far away as say maybe like five homes in a suburban neighborhood, you okay. know, you're kind of close together. So it was very close in proximity. Yeah. Um, the size of it was about the size of a diesel container. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, as a child also, everything appears to be a lot bigger. Oh yeah. And right. So I'm thinking, well, there could, maybe it could have been smaller than that. I'm not really sure. So, mm-hmm. but from what I recall, I would say about the size of a diesel container. Um, my mom and my sister recall no sound, uh-huh. no sound at all. For some reason, I remember a whirring sound. I don't know what that means, but maybe some of your viewers can connect that to something or you can yeah. as a military being more connected. I know you know more about the UAP task force and you know how everything's going to shift and change with these 1500 page, oh, yeah. 1500 page documents. So mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing about that from you too. Um, but there, as far as light goes, three lights. Um, my mom describes it as frosted on each like almost like you see those frosted lights. So it's kind of like a dim white light. Yeah. Um, I do recall a flash when it disappeared. So really? Yes. And when, you know, when the craft left, it left in a flash. It left quickly. There was no like slow anything going away. It was just a boom. It was gone. Yeah. Boom. It, yes. Yes. Um, there were no propeller blade, there were no blades, no propulsion. Um, we could not see anything such as that. I, it was just a very smooth surface about the, the look, looking at the large ship, yeah. like a boat. Um, it was pretty much, that's how you would be looking up at, at it. It wasn't mm. flat. There was a dimension to it, but there yeah. weren't any lines in it or windows that I recall. Just the okay. three lights. Yeah. Awesome. So did not see any beings. That was another question that someone asked me recently. We did not see anything in there. Um, and it was very fast. I mean, it wasn't anything that was like, it was no more than a minute, the whole incident that occurred. Um, it kind of seems to be the the uh, the standard, though. There's really not a lot of encounters that last a long time with the... Uh, these craft, whatever they are, right? Especially with civilians, it seems to just be like real short, mm-hmm. and then it's there, it does something, and then it goes away. Yes, and the what it does is concerning to me. I want to know what what the, its intention was with us. Mm-hmm. Um, what my mom did could have potentially made the craft dis- leave faster because. What she did was she she slammed on the brakes on the car. Now, I don't know if that's something connected to where like things are getting locked up or if that was something that was in her mind where she said, I'm going to slam on the brakes and I'm going to turn off the headlights and like hide from this thing. Yeah. In her mind, I guess she didn't think to like slam on the gas and bolt. I don't know. You know, that's what that was her way of trying to do something to trick it. Mm-hmm. To hide because it was dark. It was, yeah. we were basically by a ravine at the bottom of Idlewild, California. And um, there's not too much out there. My, my grandparents had a house out there as, um, you know, their getaway home from the city. Our, our family business was in the South Bay in California, uh, Los Angeles, like by Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. So it. Oh, see, they're back at it. Freezing Steph every every five minutes. 
ish. Okay, sorry. We gotta figure this out. (laughs) It's weird. Like, I've never had that happen before. Yeah. You know what? When I was on with Danny Silva, there mm-hmm. was this noise and it sounded almost like Morse, co- Morse code, but I'm going to do, I'm going to pretend do it with my pen really fast. And it sounded like this. That's nuts. It was, it was nuts. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Telling you they're, they're keeping an eye on you. I don't, I don't, I'm starting to question a lot of things. I I'm like, okay, keep your head on straight. You know, don't get too freaked out with what's going on and, and just, you know, be level, level headed with everything. I mean, I, I'm, to, I'm just as curious as everyone else, but yeah. what happened to us was, you know, unexplainable. That's why we're here, right? We're trying to find yeah. answers. We're, we're seeking the truth. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I, you know, more information as an insider. So I, it's, uh, I want you to you know, tell me something. If, if there's something I need to know, let me know. <laughs> well, I've been I've been looking pretty closely at the connection between other phenomenon in the UFO phenomenon or UAP phenomenon because it it seems to be very much interconnected. These whatever it is that's happening, it seems to be very much interconnected, and a lot of that. Uh, view that I have kind of comes from one Skinwalker Ranch, which I find incredibly fascinating. Yes. Just the the number of things that have happened, the way that they've happened. And, you know, it's just, it's a weird place and it doesn't seem to get any less weird as time goes on. And now with the show there and Brandon Fugel doing what he's doing mm-hmm. with the constant research that's going on there i think we're finally going to get something in the public view that's going to be open and you know out there it's not going to be like osap being out there and bigelow owning the ranch and it being subcontracted to them and funded by the government and then they don't have to release any of the information and you can't foia a company if they have the documents and the government doesn't, you know, you can't FOIA that information from a private company like you could the DIA or the the DOD. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, thank, thanks to these guys for, you know, just making it public and yeah. putting science with it also, because that does give it a stamp of credibility when mm-hmm. you have science and data proving these anomalies. Yeah. You know, what's ex- what? how do you explain these lights that keep showing up in an area where there's a high electromagnetic, um, you know, field? You can mm-hmm. go onto these maps on USGS.gov, um, I believe, and you can see where these magnetic areas are. And they're located in the New Utah Basin. They're located in New Mexico. And you can see these connections where you see all of this UAP activity. So yes, yep. they're they're coming there for some particular reason. Is it the gallium that they found in the in the ground? I don't know. I mean, is that something they need for their craft? I don't know. But there's there's definitely something magnetic related to what's happening. Yeah. 
I, I agree. There and the argument can be made that strong electromagnetic fields can change our perception of reality and they can make you see things, make you hear things, because it messes up our brain's own electromagnetic field. Makes sense. That makes sense. So what would explain, say, seeing a light being or a figure? What would explain that? So we, the people who see the paranormal, which mm-hmm. we had, my sister experienced a couple of things, but um, it was electricity type things happening. There was a, a hairdryer that turned on in the middle of the night, all of a sudden. How do you explain a switch changing over completely? You know, So that's... Yeah, that's harder to explain because it does take a physical force right. to close a switch to turn something on. Exactly. And it's uh it's difficult because what they what we would normally do or what they would normally do for uh like people who are investigating like a haunted house or something mm-hmm. is you would take your your electromagnetic field detector and you would just like run it where you know the outlets are and the wires are mm-hmm. and if if the copper wiring if the sheathing has you know come off of it especially in older homes where they had solid copper wire and it was just you know it's old it's wrapped in paper and steel that uh that comes off and then you know they have no uh shielding from that electromagnetic field that's coming through there because it's a hundred was it 120 volts 15 amps i mean it's enough to kill you yeah and that electricity is running through all outlets all the time unless you have the breakers mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. so that energy is always there in the house and then you have running water you have things like uh Oh, what's that stuff in basements? Uh, Radon. Yes. So there's a lot that can go on, especially if the house isn't properly ventilated or, Mm -hmm. you know, things aren't being cleaned properly. There's a lot of things that can contribute to this and it's just environmental and it's not necessarily something's actually happening. Mm -hmm. It's the length of exposure to it and, you know, it causes depression. It really messes with people's brains. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It makes sense when when it's all laid out like that for, you know, the general public that don't quite understand the connection and that people are finding, you know, um, why is this happening to to Mm -hmm. certain individuals? Are they chosen? You know, is there something that they know that will make this person stand out or survive through that? Yeah. You know, because my sister, my mom and I were here to tell this like event. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying story. First, that bothers me. It's yeah. it's an incident that occurred. So anyhow, but you know, my I, there are things that my mom, my sister, and I share that um, is a medical thing that I'm thinking. Well, is this a connection to that? I'm not mm-hmm. going to state what it is yet, but is that a connection to what happened to us? And mm-hmm. which also leads me into this is a potential threat to, you know, everyone, humans. Yeah. If this is occurring, you know, people are dying. Pilots are suffering from the similar Havana syndrome. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's messing with, 
I don't want to say the chemical makeup of your brain, but the way that things are functioning in your in your mind. Yeah. Which, and, yeah, scary. So you brought up Havana syndrome, which I think is a fascinating thing that's going on. Yes. And it, it's kind of weird because they they talk about Havana syndrome and they talk about some of the injuries that have happened at Skinwalker Ranch and they kind of plug it in with Havana syndrome. And I, and I sit there and I look at it and I go, so everybody ever who has had this, whatever it is, affect them has been military government or, you know, like a diplomat, they're working at an embassy or something. And you have this outlier of guy who works on ranch. Yeah. No way. It's not a military facility. It's not a government facility. It is a ranch. And that's like this weird outlier Yeah, that doesn't make, statistically, it doesn't make any sense. I see what you're saying. And well, what, what about, say, the Betty and Barney Hill cases and the Zimbabwe cases and the, the people who are just normal citizens, civilians that have had these incidents occur? You know, like they're just normal people. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not, they weren't military as far as I know um, or on military ground. So the, do they not count? <laughs> yeah. It, and I said this uh, a couple weeks ago. I said the difference between woo and nuts and bolts is who's seeing it. Yeah. 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 And that's why I, I make it important to know, you know, there weren't any drugs involved. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing CE5 out there at that time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we could tell the difference. We knew the difference between an airplane, helicopter, whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's what's important is when these these events come up later then you need to, you really do need to go through all the observables with Mm -hmm. each incident. So do you happen to know the people that the government studied? I mean, were these just people that came forth to MUFON or? Well, I know MUFON was involved with the government side of it. Because from what I've, I got to remember this correctly. Mm -hmm. From what I remember, they were using MUFON as like a Google in a way. Okay. To Thank find you. where these incidents, like these, because people self-report on MUFON. Sure. It's really easy to do. And then they have that map and yeah. it just shows all over the country or all over the world where all these UFO sightings are. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's mm-hmm. actually really cool. It's a fun little interactive map. Cool. Pull it up here. Awesome. Track UFOs. <laughs> I think this is the right one. Mufon changed your website. You bastards. <laughs> they have to rebrand. <laughs> they did. Apparently, they definitely had to move everything too. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody take a take an intermission. Have a sip of your whatever you're having. <laughs> I'm having Sprite. Yeah, I'm having coffee. <laughs> oh, coffee's so good. Yes, always. Well, I don't know what happened to their page. They moved it. It used to be right on their main page. Like you oh. could log in or go onto the page and it was right there, like UFO map. Yeah. And now they've 
Now they look like a local news site. Yeah. UFO map. Hey, you're, the symposium is, oh, Denver, Colorado. There's one in Colorado too? Oh, the UAP symposium that I'm helping out with is in Vernal, Utah, mm -hmm. May 27th through the 29th. It would be a great way to spend your Memorial Weekend. You know, there's a lot of exploring there. There's Dinosaur Land, which is super epic also. Um, but there's going to be a great lineup of speakers. Chris Leto is going to be there, Avi Loeb. Um, Dave Falch, who's, you know, like every, I, th I think they have a pretty stellar lineup of people. Um, Jim Segal, pa Paul Hynek, son of Alan, you know, and mm -hmm. Hynek, which is like Project Blue Book. Whoa, guys, come on. You know, how, mu how much more credibility do you need? Yeah. Um, but they're going to have four videos of military grade flare footage. Really? So, yeah. And Are these uh, new videos or? From what I've been told, yes. Okay. They mentioned a uh, possible NDA for me to be uh, to be signed, which got me kind of excited because that gives me some hope in thinking, hey, there's a possibility that this is a better image, uh, better quality, you know, something that people can actually study and learn mm -hmm. from. So that gave me like this little boost of hope. So yeah. You know, regardless if it's just like a pixelated square, the speakers alone are going, you know, they're going to come forth with new information. So, oh, that's I know, awesome. I, yeah, Avilo, he's um, studying Amuamua. Um, mm -hmm. That's, you know, something that we should all be concerned with. So um, that'll be interesting to hear what they have. He has to say. Um, yeah. And then the, there's going to be some people at Travis Taylor from Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, Dwayne Allinger from uh, Blind Fire Ranch, and he's got a he has a ranch over in New Mexico, also. Really? Where, yeah, they've they've got quite a bit of uh, activity there as well. Um, possible Bigfoot sightings. So. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I know. Yeah, pretty 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 epic. So you guys, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. But oh, I know definitely. you and the paranormal side. You know, there that that connection is just something that I think really does need to be focused on and to be understood, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited about, about that. So hopefully you guys can go, if you can't go, there's online viewing, there's a live stream. Option. Cool. So, yeah. yeah be awesome. nice. That's, yeah. that's exciting. Like it, it always, it, it's really cool to be able to talk to people who are actually going out and doing stuff. Like you, you interview, people who have had their own UAP experiences, you're doing the conference and you know, that's to me, that's really cool because I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. So I just look up and hope I see something and have my phone ready to record it. Yeah. Well, make sure you have another camera available too, because there's a lot of times where people, their phones completely like just stop. So yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're out <laughs> looking, Bring in a bring a backup camera. I recommend mm -hmm. that to everybody because the chances of your phone blanking out yeah. are great because of these electromagnetic fields. Yep. We don't know, you know. So yeah, bring a backup camera for sure. So it is interesting that, and this is kind of another reason why I I relate the UFO phenomenon with uh, the paranormal 
the other side of the paranormal phenomenon is the draining of electronic devices. Yes. It's kind of a like a big hey, they're yeah. both doing the same thing. Yes. So maybe we should connect these two and start looking into being a little bit more serious about not only which with the Galileo project and everything going on, I think the UAP subject is going in the right direction with the people who are looking at it, but we need to also kind of pay attention to this other phenomenon and start creating or using better scientific tools to collect real data other than, you know, somebody with a cell phone and a $12 EM detector. Yes. And you know, what would be great is actually, you know, hire the people who are interested in doing this, Mm -hmm. know that there's a potential risk involved as well. You know, there is, there's that you need to disclose that because clearly what we're hearing from the news is people are having a lot of type of injuries from this. Mm -hmm. So, but the people involved, Hey, here, here's a group of people We've got this task force of, you know, UAP hunters, give them the cameras that are not going to break down with any type of wireless, um, you know, activity, you right. know, because clearly with your phone, it's wireless. We, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it's run. If that's how it's interfering and shutting it down, then I mean, definitely it could be doing something to you as well, unless you have like a bubble around you that's protecting you. You know, You're living in a Faraday cage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mind over matter only works so far so, yeah so does. yeah no you, you're you're not a, a beyond anything to be protected by say radiation or any mm-hmm. biological effects by any means i mean i do believe that there is potential risk involved in doing that but what would be great is having these people you know diligently like cover this this the air with their cameras being ready to take pictures of what's what's going on out here mm-hmm. rather than oh yeah i think i have a video of something it's on my phone it cut out it you know i i saw yeah. it but i saw you know, it but i don't know what it was exactly yeah and you know a lot of people don't know the difference between a, like a balloon weather balloon and um right. like a satellite you know yeah. SpaceX just they're not spacex but uh the neuro, neutral What's the link? Starlink. Starlink. Starlink just yeah. plugged out a bunch of, you know, of the satellites. So people think, oh, my gosh, what is this in the air? And I think it's a UAP. No, no. no you need to know. Yeah. Starlink satellites. Yeah. So you do need to have an educated group of individuals that do mm-hmm. know, you know, what to identify and to yeah. start, you know, taking photos of. I agree. And there, I mean, there's just so much. I'm, one of the things that I'm real interested in is in is the the shadow person phenomenon because yeah. one it's terrifying Absolutely. But, <laughs> but two if it if we can get like some solid concrete evidence yeah of it then we can study it and if we can study yeah. it and figure out what it is it could have a it could have a connection with uh uaps i mean we don't Seeing a shadow person might just be your brain trying to rationalize an alien or an extra dimensional being or something like that. Mm -hmm. We don't know because nobody wants to do research on it. 
Yeah. And well, and people are just kind of saying, oh, I saw a shadow figure. It's a ghost, you know, yeah. <laughs> because we don't know that there's actually a potential connection with paranormal and UAP. Yeah. And you're, you're right. Did you see the one? Uh, I was in Florida. It was a, a kid in his backyard. He had his camera, uh, you know, like the, the trail camera on. And the, the, in, the being had to be at least 10 foot tall and just kind of walked past. I mean, it was very clearly like a, it was a shadow figure. Yeah. You yeah, saw that, the, yeah, uh, that one. Yeah. That, how do you, you, you explain that? I mean, did it felt real to me, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you have to kind of filter through also with what we do because there could be people, you know, possibly trying to troll you or, yeah. you know, people that just, you know, maybe they just had a little bit of fun that night and they don't know. And, I really want to take each person's account with a great level of seriousness and uh, credibility mm-hmm. and just listen. And, uh, but yeah, there are some that could be, you know, false. Maybe there was something in the shadow, maybe, you know, a spider web fell and that's how it was projected out onto this trail cam. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of things that you do need to uh, take into account. You know, it's not just say, okay, fine. I, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's just a weird subject we're all trying to figure out at the same time, you know. It is, and I think there's a there's a channel called uh, Ghost of Carmine Maine or Carmel Maine. Okay. And he has got some really crazy stuff that is uh, nice that okay. has come up. I'm gonna pull up uh, pull up one of his videos here. He does like uh, ghost hunting around this town that he lives in. All right. But let me see. Okay. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be an interesting one. So he's doing the whole EVP thing, okay. and there's there's a lot of kind of voices that come out. And she slowly disappeared as if she faded into her reality. I think we're looking right here. Okay. In these screenshots, you can clearly see her facial features, her eyes. Her nose. Wow. Her mouth. Oh my. Wow. And her long blonde hair. <gasps> Whoa. This will not be the last time we see this young female apparition. Then another apparition shows up. For many months, this apparition showed up at the house looking through the window at us. Oh my gosh. His visits were so frequent, he ended up giving him a name Shadow Dude. This. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The wide eyes. That gave me the chills looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost looks like there's another something right here. It, it does. It looks like it's a, could be their daughter or son or something. Wow. Yeah. That, that is uh, something that you can't really produce with 
a gobo or you know anything that you would project onto a wall it does yeah. have depth to it and if you did it would be it, i think it would look different this looks real yeah it definitely looks like it's coming out from the wall too i am really glad i don't always see things like this in real time because when you do see things like this in real time Okay. I can say with much certainty, this is the reflection of an apparition standing behind me way back in the living room. I'm too close to the window on the door for this to be my reflection. I didn't see this during the recording, but when I saw this in the recording, this gave me a real eerie feeling. How many times are spirits in a room with me, and I didn't realize they were there? Yeah, that's really freaky. Like, you know... The stuff that happened with my sister with ele the electricity thing, that was, I mean, after we had the incident occur. Yeah. She also had something with glass where glass literally just exploded and shattered all over the entire kitchen into like tiny little particles. Um, thankfully, you know, she wasn't hurt. She was in another room, but she was home alone when it occurred. So it um, just like. It just exploded. Wow. Just, ex Yeah. But nothing with shadow, nothing with a shadow figure, as far as I know, she right. hasn't told me. So, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll ask her. I'll ask her and see because there's that connection. Um, I've had some electricity type incidents occur recently, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and this is now that I'm kind of talking about it. And it was it was last year and it was above a water source, which is frightening for obvious reasons yeah but um, they, don't, they don't go well together no they don't it was, it was frightening i'm like this could have been a really much worse situation but thank god you know everything was fine so what essentially what happened was um i was standing on my uh downstairs i lived in an apartment mm -hmm. and uh the system for the water goes underneath my my place diagonally right. it had broken two times the water broke to like literally the pipes burst. What does this mean? Is there something connected with what happened to me or is it the, the building's infrastructure? Right. So right. hold on to that information. Um, but what happened with the electricity in this is one, it was patched in one location. Then it moved down to the next location and happened. So one day I was I was washing my dishes and I had swept my foot over the wood floor. And this is where the water line would run. And it's mm -hmm. about two feet, I would say, that this pipe was. I saw it exposed. Yeah. Like, it was like a river running under my um, kitchen. <laughs> not fun. Yeah. But um, And thankfully, I'm not there any longer. But um, I swept my foot over and almost felt this electric type feeling from my foot to the ground like a like a staticky yes tingly kind of feeling it yeah there was almost like this weird aura of like this separation from the floor to my foot i swept my foot and there was this almost like zip, zap of energy of some sort i don't know if uh, what it was about the connection of uh, some electricity running through me i don't know maybe but <laughs> You know, I, never any, never, I've never seen a, a, what you had shown, 
But mm. I've, I've definitely heard of plenty of accounts like that. And people are wondering, why did I see a vision of my grandfather after I saw a UFO? Yeah. He passed away years ago and mm -hmm. he's showing up now after I saw a UAP. Yeah. It's, How, yeah. That, that's why I think that this is all connected and it would yeah. actually make more sense if it was connected than yeah. if there was no connection at all. I agree. It would, it would make me sleep a little better at night too, just knowing, right? Yeah. Because there's so many questions. Why, why are people seeing these things? Well, you know, it wouldn't be shown or spoken about if it were just something that's just made up. Like, hey, I, I decided that I'm going to see a ghost. Yeah. Like, I decided I'm going to see a shadow figure um, or Bigfoot or whatever. You know, all of mm -hmm. these anomalous things that we don't have answers to. So, yeah, I would like to have a connection. I would like to know and have some data where people have connected connections to seeing a UAP. Yes. So, but I don't think a lot of people are willing to say that because they might be sent away or something, you know, to the loony bin. And, you know, that's just sad because well, yeah. if you see something, then, then yeah, I mean, we're here to listen to you and, you know, connect mm -hmm. things. And, so. and the people that do come forward, yeah, most of them are just ordinary people. They're yeah. not they're not looking for any type of notoriety or anything, mm -hmm. especially when you have somebody from a small town or something like that. They're not going to just go, I saw a UFO and tell everybody because they don't want the town thinking, yeah, you know, the crazy dude down the street. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why people have been kind of stifled and they, they're, they kept it to themselves. So if you mm -hmm. see something such as that, then you're definitely probably going to hold back from telling yeah. And that's why it's important to come forward. You know, I have nothing to lose. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm not trying to gain anything from this. It's my mom, my sister and I are being nice people and we are mm -hmm. sharing something that had happened. Yes. That was out of this world. It was not a normal situation. So, but more people will come forth for people like us. So, yeah. you know, okay, this is what we have to do. It's a serious topic. You know, you want to have a little fun with it. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, you know, there's a potential threat here. And, you know, that that's why I believe that the government has held back and yeah. lied to the public about it because they know there are risks involved and people have been hurt or, you know, death, unfortunately, yeah. which is so scary and sad because especially our service members that are putting their life on the line for us mm -hmm. that are firsthand, you know, seeing this, these crafts. Yeah. So that's what's, that's very scary. I mean, knowing that. It so. is. And it's, I, I think the threat narrative, when they, when they talk about a threat narrative, it's not actually the idea that they're entering our airspace. Cause we know they're not the Russians. They're not the Chinese. They just don't have that technology, yeah. but when you look at the biological effects that yeah. these craft are documented as causing like skin conditions, cancers, different types of weird medical anomalies mm -hmm. that the determining factor is that they were in close proximity with this craft. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I think that's the actual threat narrative because they don't yes. understand why it's happening because yeah. we don't understand the propulsion system. So because right? we don't know that, we don't know what's being put off by it, what type of radiation is happening or what. Ex exactly. Uh, you know, and I under I understand that. You know, if you need to do a soft unveil here, and that's pretty much what's going on here with us, mm -hmm. um, it will kind of, you know, soften the information. But it's something that the public does need to be informed by. And there, there is a way about not letting people go into chaos yeah. and telling them, hey, look, I mean, I'm a firsthand experiencer. My mom is and my sister is. We're pretty healthy people you know we our heads are on straight but um you know there are some questions that i do have and um i will I, you know my, my brother did have some serious health situations that i have not spoken about mm -hmm. and so i am wondering if that was some sort of a you know connection with what had happened to him um and I don't know if I should say it here on this one. Maybe we can save that for another show if you yeah. want to you know. Yeah, let's let's save that for another show. And then maybe I'll have more information on what I'm trying to find out right now about the three of us girls. So yeah, that would be smart. Let's not let's yeah. not <laughs> let's not freak anyone out. <laughs> yeah. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wait. We'll wait to cut the ribbon. But but yeah, I mean, we all everyone has a right to know. You know, mm -hmm. nobody wants to be lied to, but people need to be aware. You know, if maybe if you see one, is there, do you need to seek some sort of a shelter? Yeah. You know? like, Absolutely. I mean, we, we need to know the truth. And with the fact that they're just flying around, going wherever they want. Yeah. And the fact that they are coming in close proximity to people and they're, they're getting low and yeah. close to the ground or they're almost landed or they have landed and people are going up to them. People need to know, stay away, stay, yeah. you know. Yeah. Do not touch it. You, yeah. you, you don't know the risks involved. I mean, I know that Bob Lazar and his, um, his ex, you know, coworker had yeah. passed from something that had occurred with the craft. Yeah. And I do believe that that is, the real build situation. If you want to confirm that right now, you can. What do you? Know? <laughs> I wish I knew if it was. I tend to believe Bob Lazar's story. He's. I do too. There's a lot of it that he talks about in the way that he talks about it. I think that uh, people in the UFO community in the UAP community just didn't want him to be the guy telling us about this stuff. And they forget because of the way technology is now, how easy it is to erase somebody's past yeah. in the 1990s, like the early 90s. But yeah. it's not hard for the government to go to the to MIT and go get rid of this guy's records. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to keep getting funding from us? Oh, yeah. and he's never gone to school here. And they can right. just threaten the professors and they'll just go along with it because they get all the grant money yeah. for all their little special projects from the government. Yep. It's it's not hard and it's not really conspiracy thinking because we know the government's done it several times. Mm -hmm. And then to say, well, they would never do that to just some guy out in the desert. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I can see his frustrations also when, you know, he does deliver his information because he's like, look, this is a matter of fact, this mm -hmm. happened. You can just tell in his delivery that he is telling the truth as to what he saw. And, you know, you know, they probably wanted to do that because the guy before him passed. So they're yep. going to get the next guy who has a jet engine on his, his car and they're going to have him check it out and see what he can find out. You know, did yeah. I'm sure he knew the risks involved as well, but, but I think also, yeah, what you're getting at is public needs to know which risks are involved. Um, you know, should you want to become involved with this? Because I know that that is, is growing. This community is growing. There's going to be more, you know, opportunities for people in the government agencies, potentially, hopefully, um, you know, citizens. I mean, it could be another part of the military. You know, the UAP task force is so, you know, it's just like another form of, you know, of, of yeah, UAP task force, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's a space force. I know. I know that you had mentioned in our previous conversation that, you know, like the army doesn't really want much to do with it. So they kind of push it off to the Navy and, yeah. you know, and I'm sure that they do, but in just general, you know, like who's the neck, who's the right person to address this situation. Yeah. Who's, who's gonna, who are we going to report this to? Maybe. Right. Right. The army really doesn't do a whole bunch of sky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> besides launching bullets and rockets and stuff through the sky. I mean, we've got helicopters and planes, but it's ground focused. It's we're not staring at the sky all the time going, huh? I think she froze again. She did. All right. Let's pull something up. Uh, you OK? Yeah, you back. Oh, good. You froze. I'm like, oh, no, come back. Yeah. Because you were frozen. Well, yeah, and it makes it makes sense that they don't deal with the air as much. But I mean, what if they address it from the ground? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible they just yeah. they want to focus on other things. And the Navy, it's it's weird to me that the Navy is the like core focus for this and mm -hmm. not the Air Force, mm -hmm. because that's like the Air Force's singular domain. Well, they also space too. Yeah. They well, train all the Space Force people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, I don't know. I, I guess we hear more about it, yeah, from the Navy with the Nimitz and you know the the connection with the water, and if that's where they're you know parking, they're parking their vehicles or you know docking. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's why. And you know, my speaking of the Air Force, my mom did report our incident to March Air Force Base in California. So are those documents erased with all of the other people who have, you know, reported the situation? I don't know. So I'm really interested in getting that kind of dug up if, if we're able to, um, you know, when, when she was frantic, when we got home and she's like, I, I need to report this, you mm -hmm. know, coming from an aerospace business, you know, we knew what we saw was not from us. Yeah. He, uh, was going to call the FAA and then they directed her to March Air Force Base, which was about 30 miles away from where it happened, which makes mm. sense. Because yeah. if they're, they're going to get in the air and, you know, some something foreign's in the sky, then they're the, going to be the ones to address it. But they never did follow up with us, which is, to me, in my mind, not okay. It's yeah. always weighed on me. It's always bothered me. Even as a child, this incident would pop up in my mind and I'm going, 
this happened, but the, nobody ever came to to talk about it. Yeah. Tell us, hey, what happened? What what the heck was that? Yeah, it's just yeah, like it's, they they just wanted to push it aside, and they yeah. they probably looked at their radar data and was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, well, yeah, they looked at the radar data, and then maybe other people reported it that, at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I uh, I did look on a forum probably back in 2009 that I cannot find any longer to see, hey, I'm going to search what happened. I'm going to see if anybody else saw it. And lo and behold, a lot of people did see a similar really? situation. Yes. I'll, I need to find that site again. But I needed confirmation. Mm-hmm. It, it was weighing on me through the years. Yeah. So it's just, it, yeah. I mean, you deserve an answer for something you've reported, like such as the like that's wild yeah, absolutely yeah and i know you wanted to kind of go over the video that i shot yeah yeah no definitely i wanted to make sure we saw that because have you shown it yet or i've well this is the one that uh i don't know have you, you've seen this right i want to say i have yeah wow so, that looks like a disc so this is just a non-zoomed in picture and then okay. i zoomed in with the camera and trying to focus Mm-hmm. Yeah. In there. Yeah. That's definitely not a um, weather balloon. No, definitely not. What? And it's hovering. <gasps> wow. You got so lucky. It's uh, it's very interesting. It was hard, like that one. It was hard to get it to focus. So I had to move again. Okay. You do see a little bit of depth to it. It does look like the. Yeah, like the, it's the hat shape. Mm-hmm. And wow. what what I think is fascinating is we're, gosh, we're forty seconds into this, maybe mm-hmm. not even a minute into it. Yep. And you see the orientation of the front of it, how it's pointed up. Yep. Now, if you go back here. at what point it actually focuses on it. Well, what's interesting is the focus going in and out. I wonder if it was going and moving upward and downward. Yeah. Whoa. Holy so you see its orientation right here? Completely. Completely changed. And you didn't change your position. So. Well, I, I had to move around this tree, but okay. it still has a downward movement. Yep. A nose down and then literally 20 seconds later it's no way it wow that that's very similar to yeah what the pilots had seen and it doesn't that's an extreme angle and it starts to kind of level off but it's still yeah no blimps in the area no no so uh i sent this to make west and he pulled up the flight data from that day and that time. And there was only one plane in the air and it was about 15 miles away going the opposite direction. Okay. I mean, that right there is data. That's hard data. Mm -hmm. So one, and that's not a plane. (laughs) No, no, it's not. (laughs) No. Wow. That's incredible. Completely silent was making no noise. And this was in July during the pandemic when it was still, quiet 
yeah. there wasn't a lot of uh, flight travel going on. That that is so interesting. That um, you know, when things quiet down in the world, mm-hmm. other things emerge. Yeah, and because there's less activity from their perspective, I'm sure that they have some sort of a gauge on us. Oh yeah, there's less activity, and it's true. And I, I'm going to relate this to something kind of similar, and your audience might also think that this is interesting, but I went down, uh, when I was living in uh, Orange County, California, I went down to one of my favorite beaches, and there are people who do spear fishing and diving, there's like mm-hmm. reef type area, and so we have uh, Moro eels that live in our our system in uh, on the coast of California. Now, mind you, boats were not as they typically would be. Everything mm-hmm. shut down. People aren't swimming out there. It's like the apocalypse has happened. Yeah. Now, I walked down and there there's an eel that washed up to shore mm-hmm. and he was full grown monster eel. Okay, these guys are very elusive. They stay yeah. in their homes. They do not come out because mm-hmm. there's boats out on the water. It's loud. They are, they are, they're going to stay in their home, which is kind of similar to what you're describing. Also, if you really look at things this way and I was wondering why, why the heck did this, this eel emerge during this time? And Mm -hmm. someone did mention that to me on the beach as well, where they're going, there's nothing going on in the, in the water. They're coming out. And now there's these images of the glowing, you know, orbs in the mm-hmm. ocean by San Clemente and Pendleton yeah. and in this triangle location where we have all this activity is it, it was that shot during 2020. Yeah. You know, the curiosity starts coming out when things are settling down and quiet. We've never had that. No. We haven't had that for however many, you know, century, you know, for, for a very long time, at least yeah. about 140 yeah. years or so. Yeah. And it's, so it's it's very interesting when you look at those animals that are there that are alive right now they've never lived without that kind of noise going on in their world so when it stops they're gonna like come out and go hold on my environment has changed and i don't know why all these noises that i'm used to are gone all the the people have disappeared and she's we're, we're frozen right now okay 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 we're back okay so yeah so the connection with the the water and uh everything's slowing down and things coming out yeah yeah and it's uh it's crazy because you know these these animals come out because they're like hey what happened to all the loud things exactly you know? yeah it, it it only makes sense that this eel who typically is stuck in his home comes out when things quiet down, you know, that would be interesting if we had an entirely big new shutdown, let's shut it down again. Everyone stay home vehicles in the garage. No boat. See what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I, so you mentioned, uh, like Catalina, that area. Yes. And I want to show you something that I found when uh, I was looking at 
it was something Corbell shared. This is that Navy training range okay. that's out there where the yeah. Nimitz incident happened. Uh-huh. San Clemente Island and Catalina. Yep. Yep. Catalina. So if you look on Google Earth, most of the ocean looks like it's either blue, but you zoom in and there's kind of this map like it is right here. What I found interesting when I zoomed in is Whoa. somebody was looking for something. Oh, what that is a very flat surface that I was dug into. Well, that then. So the reason this is so detailed is because somebody was doing deep underwater scans with a submersible. Oh, so this is on Google Maps where something has been like changed. Yeah, where they and they not only looked there. I think the other one. Is. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So this is from some type of survey that was done. Here's another stretch where they, this is from like LIDAR scans of the bottom of the ocean in a military training area. Okay. So they're kind of erasing some activity. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking for something. Okay. There's something. And what's fascinating Nice. Is this has been deleted. Nice. So everything around here has been scanned and uploaded. Somebody came through with a paintbrush and Photoshop and deleted these scans. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely sus. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? Okay. And that's that whole region, you know, there's the Topanga area that's had quite a bit of UAP activity. But the submergible situation that's going on near San Clemente also, I mean, that's just a straight 30 miles to the shore. Yeah. It's, you know, I've been to Catalina quite a few times myself. I do have a friend that I just recently saw and he, you know, I chimed in with him on it. I said, hey, what have you heard from the locals? I know you've surfed the back island your entire life. Um, so he, he has lots of different conversations with people and they have talked about lights coming through the town, the Avalon. Mm -hmm. um, anomalous lights out in the in the air, things in the water, you know, just things that you can't quite explain. You know, knowing that there is the island next door that things are going on. Yeah. But these are stories from locals that don't quite make sense. They don't add up. And they have yeah. talked about um the giants on Catalina also. That might be something to, to check out when we when we chat next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean there's there's so much it's I know. <sighs> Sometimes it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming, and you you don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but because yeah. you, you you could spend like five hours a day looking <laughs> at this stuff and still barely scratch the surface. If you depending on where you're looking at, exactly. And I I talked about it yesterday. I think one of the most fascinating things that has come out in the last two weeks is uh, Greenwald's redacted UAP. Uh, you know, the classified briefing yeah. that was redacted and the whole page of shapes being redacted. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's so telling. Yeah. The fact that sh everybody knows planes have wings and helicopters yeah. spin around and they can identify the basic outline of plane, yeah. helicopter, yeah. other plane. Yeah. We're just going to black these pages out. <laughs> yes. But the fact that shapes are, Yes. redacted for national security that tells me that the shapes don't look like planes right yeah yep 100 so you know maybe that's part of their 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 way of saying hey look 
we're about to tell you something eventually, yeah. but yeah. leave it to the imagination to kind of figure out. You know, yeah, there's, there's a great group of people that don't believe that there's something else out there. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that that needs to get to. Yeah. So uh, through yeah. awareness, through things like the podcast, through what you're yeah. doing with the, yeah. the conference and. Yes. Yeah. And you know what we do also is we are collecting data. I'm collecting data. I'm getting an aerial shot of the location of where these people are seeing these objects. Mm -hmm. So there's the topography, the location where you can zone in on, are there more in California and New York, which we do know, you know? So yeah, this is all data. So we are collecting data. That's what I want. I want to know hard facts. I need yeah. to know that this is real. The patterns are facts, period. Yeah. So yeah, and, let's keep doing it. So I want to, so it's interesting that California is kind of like heating up as like a hot spot for these uh -huh. because during the ATIP era, I know off the Virginia Beach coast and, and North Carolina coast was where there was tons of sightings and they were showing up on NAS Oceano's radar. Uh -huh. Well, 15 miles away from NAS Oceana, which is near, uh, it's actually in Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. 15 miles north of that is Langley Air Force Base. Okay. And they have a F-22 squadron there. Uh -huh. So if NAS is seeing it, Langley has to be seeing it, mm -hmm. but not a word, not even a peep of, not a, a guess that there are Air Force files on these things happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really bizarre when they aren't accepting it, or at least showing that they've accepted the fact that they've seen <sighs> radar data from these things popping up 15 miles away from somewhere where you know you're going to see it. Because if anything pen penetrates their airspace, yeah. they are warned immediately. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they know. Yeah. So do you think with how these things also travel and show up, you know, they may, one, it's scary because you don't have any warning. You know, right. there's no warning. They just show up and disappear as they decide. So yeah, so, just to do what they want. They just do what they want. Um which is entirely, you know, concerning, but mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I don't even know where I'm, I'm, I'm like, is that why they're not saying it? If they could at least give us that reason, that would be great. Just to say, Hey, look, we accept the fact that this is happening, but we don't want to discuss it much further because we don't know how to address it yeah. it needs to be addressed. And we don't want the public to go into a, an out, you know, a frenzy out. or a freak frenzy. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People flailing on the streets. It's like, we don't need that, but we need to understand it. And that's where we're here is collect data, scientific mm -hmm. type studies that are going on at Skinwalker, as you said. I mean, then you can put some credibility to it and say, okay, look, this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, we're going to hold your hand through it because that's how people are right now, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, that's it, it. Data is it's like that's going to be our news. You know, it's it's like sorry to tell you, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but sorry, you know, it's like understand or decide not to accept it. Fine, mm -hmm. that's up to you. But this is what's happening. Yeah, and I'm just to to kind of put in perspective that area on the east coast where NAS Oceana is. Yeah, let's see. 
I'm going to show you so. here. So this is an overview. Okay. So this is Virginia Beach. NAS Oceana is right here. Okay. Right by the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, this other airport. This is the Norfolk Airport. This is the Norfolk Naval Yard, which also has its own radar. And then if you cross the, well, there's actually, there's another naval spot right here. This is Little Creek, okay. which also has their own radar. This is Langley Air Force Base right here. This is the Newport News International Airport. <laughs> and this is Fort Eustace, which has an airfield where they fly their helicopters out of. Mm -hmm. And this is actually where Air Force One does touch and go landings when they're training. So you have all of these military yeah. radar systems out here. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, right over right over here in this area, this is uh the Yorktown Naval Weapons Station. So this is where they load weapons onto the Navy ships when they go out. Okay. So you have all this stuff there. And there's more bases over there too, but yeah. And we're only getting data from one source saying we sent planes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they they've got the they've got the information, but they're mm -hmm. saying only one has reported it. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's no way Langley didn't pick them up or somebody right. else didn't pick them up on radar. Yeah. Yeah. To, just to verify what the Navy's seeing going, hey, we're picking this up. What do you guys see? Yeah, we see something out there. Okay, we're going to scramble some F-18s. The only other option that is in my mind is maybe the item just did directly go to one location. That's the only other possibility in my mind that it didn't scramble around it just beamed down in one location and beamed back wherever it was going mm -hmm. you know maybe it was localized like that to yeah. one radar who the heck knows i mean the way that the phenomenon seems to work it's just yeah. it's like a crapshoot it just kind of does this one day does this the other day and yeah does something completely different three days later I'm I'm sure that uh, the people that are following it in the government and military and you know are annoyed by it. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're going. We can't find this thing. We can't figure it out. Where where's it docking? Where's it beaming to? How mm -hmm. come it's traveling faster than we can travel? That is a nuisance. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I think like, what is going on? <laughs> as I think as we start to learn more, yeah maybe we'll start to be able to uncover, you know, what's going on, but without having one, it's kind of hard. Well, that, and that's the thing also. So, you know much about the recovered crafts. I know that. So in that, that New York times article, the second one that came out buried deep within the article is the, the government contractor saying we have recovered craft. Yeah. That should be like towards the top, maybe a headline. Yeah. We have recovered craft that are not made on earth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so who's we and where is it? Yes, yes, exactly. Agreed. I would like to. I would like to see it personally. You know, there yeah. could be a way to identify it also. You know, just like mm-hmm. going to a lineup. Yep, that's the one. That's this the one. This is the one I saw. This was the perpetrator. Yeah, and honestly, with the way aerospace contracts have been going, I wouldn't be surprised if either Lockheed Martin has it. Yeah. Or if SpaceX or Boeing has it. Yeah. I mean, McDonnell Douglas, Hughes, but the the ones that would be more geared towards military, yeah, mm-hmm. seem to be, would be the ones. So Lockheed, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they all cover the base somewhere, but yeah, I agree on that. You know, I believe Elon was on uh, Joe Rogan and he said something to the effect of, if there were aliens, I would let you guys know. Like I would, I would yeah. be the first to know, you know, but maybe that's part of the secret too. Just let's not talk about it. NASA knows things. Mm-hmm. They've seen things. What happened to Apollo? Yeah. I want to know. And so th- that interview was he tried, Joe Rogan tried to get uh, Elon Musk to watch the three Flutter videos and oh. he flat out refused and didn't want to. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I don't, I didn't hold on to that information. In- interesting. So he yeah. didn't want to. He said, yeah, no. He's like, no, I don't want to watch them. Wow. There's no point. Completely well, maybe refused. Because he knows. Maybe it's because he knows. But I think presented with it, he would have a hard time not to just go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we well, got that one. Well, yeah. And just slip and just be like, oh, shit. Well, that's the thing, too, is people who interview people, you, me, whoever, we have mm-hmm. a way of, you know, massaging a conversation, yep. not to be manipulative, but to see if you can find out a little tidbit of information that this person didn't tell this person. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you're not trying to be sneaky. You're trying to figure information out. You just want to figure information. You're plugging the, putting the puzzle together. Yeah. That's all it's, you're saying. It's all in how you ask, it's how you lead the questions and kind of move the conversation in subtle ways to. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what's happening. And, there's the connections with the paranormal, like you said, the glowing orbs, the um, just the craft <sighs> moves around quickly. Why are people seeing things afterwards? Um, let's see, Big Willie, what's up? How are you? UAP thoughts on the terminology ways of moving around to be more specifically. I know that they changed to UAPs from UFOs, perhaps legally to get around. There's a chance that they are. So I know that Hillary was the one that kind of coined the term publicly from what yeah, I Yeah, I think it was on like uh, the nightly show or something, like Jay Leno's show or something like that. Yeah. So I believe that that's where Big Willie, that I recall it coming out publicly. And mm-hmm. I don't have any other further information on that, but unidentified aerial phenomena because nobody knows what it is. Maybe phenomena covers the basis of interdimensional, not, not knowing if it's an actual physical craft. Maybe it's something that's, you know, superimposed into the air. I don't know. You know, there's, yeah. there's that. I think it covers that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I think what he's getting at is the, if you change it to UAPs, then people start doing FOIAs for UAPs, they're not doing FOIAs for UFOs. Oh, yeah. So all those 
all those files with UFO get completely overlooked because now you're searching for UAPs. I see. I get what I do get what you're saying now. So they're they're kind of trying to file people out of a certain like term. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to almost rebrand it also. I mean, that's essentially what they did. They're trying yeah. to get rid of that whole term so that they can move forward with something new. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the people such as myself and the older generation that have seen what they've seen and they're talking about it, you can't erase that. This, right. this is information that we're, we're coming forth with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can't stop what we're doing now at this point. Um, no. But yeah, they're just, re it's rebranding. Well, yeah. And when you, you look at the amount of files just in the, was it the Obama presidential library that have to do with UFOs? And it's like, yeah. holy crap. I mean, there's tons of them. We're at a, a freezing session right now. Just give it a second. Do, 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 do. So how's everybody doing? Look, I have a crystal right here. Look at that little quartz crystal. Yeah, it's not mine. I, I don't know if you now. can hear it. There we are. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're frozen still, but you look great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but it always freaks me out when that happens because I don't know if I'm still on or not. I'm like, do I do I talk to everybody? <laughs> but but yeah, with Obama and what had happened there and mm -hmm. also Reagan, you know, Reagan started talking about it and yep. I'd like to know, you know, what is, what did he know? That would have been an interesting person to, to, you know, get some information from, but yeah, it was, it was all, a lot was happening at that time too. Oh yeah. And I think they, uh, there was Trump talked about it for a little bit. Like he had like this small little thing that he talked about, but I think somebody told him to shut up. Probably because they're like you, we cannot stop you from talking because you talk too much. So we're just not going to give you any of the information. Yeah. You're probably right. Because he's, he, if he's given data and information, he's going to deliver the, he's going to deliver it to the public. You know, I mean, that's what a president's job is to do, but are they going to expound on it and continue having media cover it yeah. or they're just going to go mum immediately after just announcing it. And people forget about things, even mm. big as that. Oh, we're freezing more often now. So I think this, when she comes back, I think this is going to be a good segue into, I need to go cook dinner. So we'll just give it a second here. We're back. Okay, we're back. So it is, I know the, the freezing's happening a little bit more and more often, but it is getting to that point where yeah. I'm ready. To, but we do need to have another conversation. Yes. So we will we'll figure that out and schedule it. And I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Steph, if you have anything you want to close out with, Absolutely. And thank you for your time and, you know, just chewing on information and, uh, you know, maybe something, something will come out of this conversation from one of your listeners. Um, yeah. So on our next show, let's talk about that and just, yeah, come out to the UFO Disclosure Symposium. It's in uh, Vernal, Utah, May 27th through the 29th. There's going to be a great lineup of speakers. Again, the four flare footage videos, um, which is going to be entirely ex exciting to see and just be surrounded by like-minded individuals. 
this is the time to come out also, um, you know, with all the footage that's, or the, the 1500 pages from uh, the Pentagon that have yeah. been released. So the it's like, this and- is the, the time to come out. And I don't like, I feel like I'm selling something. I don't want to <laughs> sell something to somebody, no, but it, it's like, a, it, this is an important subject that people yeah. need to know about and then educate others about. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're that person, I mean, don't, I wouldn't hesitate right now. There's going to be uh, media coverage. Um, and I can't state everything that I know. I'm not yeah. trying to hold you on the edge or anything, but there, it's going to be something such different awesome. as far I as I'm wait. concerned. So, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. I want to thank everybody for, for tuning in and watching. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or the RSS feed, whoever the three of you are, the person in Amsterdam, I know what you're doing while you watch this, but <laughs> or listen to this. So thanks, thanks everybody. Yeah, Mike, I'll I'll get you. Um, yeah, so that's it. So uh All right. time to close this out. Bye. In the broadcast and don't